Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Kyle Nedrup, back here with another edition of our Preps podcast. And again, uh, we're joined by my boss today, uh, Matt Glenesque. And uh, thanks, Matt, for, for doing this again. No problem. I am to please. I am to please. Well, we're talking, uh, just got done covering the Pacers, helping out with that uh, for a few weeks and kind of ended as we thought it might with uh, the first round playoff loss to Boston. But diving back into the high school scene now, and I guess never really left that. But uh, last week, Matt, we had our uh, Mr. Basketball finalists uh, were announced, our top four, which we will announce the winner at our sports awards banquet at uh, Butler University on uh, May 5th, which is uh, a Sunday Sunday night. And I think we have four really good candidates this year. Some years we've gone to five or six. uh, Based on the voting this year, the the top four uh, kind of distinguished themselves or separated themselves a little bit. It'll be Newcastle's Luke Bumbleau, Cathedral's Armand Franklin, Center Grove's Trace Jackson Davis, and Valparaiso's Brandon Newman. Uh, are the four finalists and and definitely got some feedback about Isaiah Thompson uh, from Zionsville not making that list. I think some people thought he he had a good shot. I thought he had a good shot too, too. but but this is totally based off uh, the vote of players or I'm sorry, coaches and uh, and media and media. So they and can media. blame us. They can blame for, for Mr. Football. You can't blame us. Well, you you can starting next year, right? No, you still can't. You still can't blame us. Yeah, oh, just they just blame did the coaches. coaches. Okay, so it's yeah. not us right. for football. Basketball, you can blame. You. You can't yeah. blame me. I don't have a vote. You can blame them, the media, as they say. Yeah. But it, So it'll be, you know, it, as Mr. Basketball is always, or ha, long, for a long time now, uh, it's coaches and media vote for that. I think there's, you know, we'll have 400, 500 some total votes. Uh, so it's always a good uh, wide swath of, of, uh, of votes. But I think most people at this point, Matt, probably believe Trace Jackson Davis uh, is the front runner there, but you got you got three other guys: Brandon Newman, Armand Franklin, Luke Bumbleau, who all have had uh, great careers. And interestingly enough, all four are in-state recruits this year, with Jackson Davis and Franklin going to IU, Newman to Purdue, and then Luke Bumbleau to uh, Ball State. So that's kind of unusual uh, from what we've seen recently, especially with with a lot of guys leaving the state. Yeah, yeah, I think the, what separates um, Trace Jackson Davis from those three other finalists. Um, this year definitely was a postseason success. Um, Valparaiso didn't make it out of their sectional. Cathedral lost in the first round of the sectional, albeit in the toughest sectional in the country. Mm-hmm. Or not the country, but in the state. Maybe. Maybe maybe the country. Uh, and then uh, Newcastle, obviously, with the injury to Mason Gillis, they weren't the team that they thought they were, you know, they hoped they were going to be this year. And they lost to Delta and, you know, undefeated Delta team in their sectional. So Trace Jackson Davis got his team to the semi-state, if I'm not. Uh, yeah, they yeah, played uh, Ben Davis in the. Washington semi-state and got beat so so no shame in that so I think that's where he really separated so I mean he's he's obviously a premier talent he's the state's only McDonald's All-American mm-hmm. um, he's he's a top 20 prospect nationally yeah so, 15 around there yeah, so yeah. he I mean he's a good player now Brandon Brandon Newman is a player that I think will might make more of an immediate impact at Purdue than Trace Jackson Davis will make at IU mm-hmm. um, just because there's 
they lose a lot next year, especially with with Carson Edwards going. But but Brandon Edward or Brandon Newman, the way he plays seems he's he seems college ready. Yeah. Um, and I think Trace, um, he he needs to get stronger to you know to bang in the Big Ten. But he he he'll make it he'll make an impact too. But obviously with Joey Brunk deciding to go to IU, they got Deron Davis, they've got some Race Thompson, they got some some depth, so he's not going to be thrown into the fire per se. Um, but I think Brandon Newman might make more of an immediate impact. Yeah. yeah, I think you could make that argument. I think Trace will add an element of, of athleticism and being able to run the court uh, that you can't teach and, and that, frankly, some of the IU post guys just don't have. You know, So he's a special talent that way. He's always been uh, really good at running the floor and, and finishing in transition, You know, those sorts of things. I think his, his just physical toughness, like you said, will – uh, have to improve, you know, going into and it, and I think it will. I think he's going to get in the college weight room, and you see how guys change physically, you know, once they're once they're in that weight room, and and you know, I think Trace has the frame where he's going to put on some some muscle. His his shooting, I think, has to he has to be able to step out and shoot, um, you know, and that's yet to be seen. Most of his scoring came around the basket, you know, and he does a lot of good things around the basket, but uh, just going to have to get stronger. I think that's the biggest thing, and. Like you said with Newman, he's he's kind of a ready-made uh, offensive player, you know, and he's always been really good offensively. He can shoot, uh, can drive. He's he's strong guard. I mean, he's everything you want. I think as a Big Ten guard, and again this year, um, you know, put up great numbers for uh, for Valparaiso. But I think you're right. I think when it comes down to this vote, I think it'll you know the the fact that Center Grove won the sectional two times in a row, and then this year made that run, and when they won the regional. Trace had 41 points against Bloomington South, which is a is a really good team. But uh, you know, in mentioning Newman, he averaged 27.2 points a game, uh, shot about 39 percent from three, and normally those those shooting percentages you know may not necessarily carry over identically to college, but I think a pretty good ident- you know pretty good indicator that he'll be able to shoot it when he gets to Purdue. Uh, so I think he's going to be you know. I think he's going to be runner-up or somewhere in that range, but I but I think Trace will probably win it, and I, I think he's deserving uh, of doing that this year. But I really do think you know, all four of these candidates, and I like the way we do it now, where you know rather than just being a line in the paper, you know, saying your second, third, fourth, you got to bring these guys to a, a program and, and kind of honor them for the seasons they had too. It's a heck of a heck of an event if you've never been to the Indy Star Sports Awards. Um, this is our fourth year doing it. Uh, we've had Andrew Luck talk, Pat McAfee talk, Reggie Wayne this year. It's Danica Patrick. Um, but, yeah, we get to honor the best in all the high school sports around the state. So it's a really, really unique event. This year we're doing something um, a little different. We're we're doing our Courage Award, which we've always done, but we've actually we're going to honor Tyler Trent with it. It'll be called the Tyler Trent Courage Award, so we're pretty excited about that. Tyler's parents will be part of the, um, part of the presentation, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, but, yeah, it's a great, great night. Uh, so the f- – Mr. Basketballs from since we've started that. Uh, the first year was Kyle Guy. He's uh, entered his name to the NBA draft. Then it was Chris Wilkes, entered his name into the NBA draft. Uh, then Romeo Langford yeah, entered that's his true. name into the NBA draft. So there you go, folks. So Trace Jackson Davis will li- or whoever wins, Brandon Newman, um, whoever wins will likely have their name in the uh, NBA draft. As you know, that's just how it goes. And Jackie Young, also that first year, now the number one overall pick in the WNBA draft. So she's she w- already went. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool, and uh, hopefully, I'll, uh, I know Kyle was was in town here uh, over the weekend. Didn't just barely missed him, uh, but hopefully, we'll be able to catch up with him at some point. How about could you his... miss him? There was a huge, 
huge Sports <laughs> Illustrated cover hanging from the. I know, uh, I know. You which, can't miss them anymore. Which was awesome, but uh, but yeah, all three of those guys in the NBA draft. So you know, I, I always feel lucky you get to cover these guys kind of before they before they become famous or whatever, and and uh, forget about you. Yeah, before they before they forget who I am. But no, it's it's been uh, it's been a blast, you know, doing that. And again, this year uh, covering Trace and, and all these guys who will be up for that award. But I mean, Armand Franklin had a fantastic career at Cathedral. There's a reason he's a finalist. He is he's a really polished guard, um, impressive on both ends of the floor. Uh, he's he's actually I think Bloomington folks in Bloomington are going to be really impressed with the way he plays they're going to enjoy the way he plays he plays hard mm-hmm. uh, and he can score it so i think armand franklin um will be will be a very good addition for iu very good player for cathedral um he almost willed them uh was it warren central they lost to or yeah he it? had he had uh, it was lawrence north uh Lor- was it which was lawrence north was or it lawrence LC? Central? no it was uh it was lawrence north and okay. then lawrence north lost to warren the next night but uh yeah he had 30 points in that game and they couldn't couldn't stop him he was I've been impressed with the way Armand has been able to expand his his shoot. He can get really hot from three, and I wouldn't have probably said that you know at the start of his junior year. He had a really had a breakout junior year um, for Cathedral. I don't think many people even knew much about him at that point. He was at Fishers as a sophomore, had been at Cathedral as a freshman, uh, went to Fishers, then came back uh, to Cathedral, and you know just had a huge junior year for for high school for his high school team. And people knew about him, but I think he really kind of became like, all right, this is a guy who uh, can play at the Big Ten level. Uh, he's also really, I think people will like him down there too because he's just a he's a mature person. You know, he's been around his his uh, uh, aunt uh, coached at Penn State the women's program there, so he's been around recruiting. He's been around college programs. He kind of understands the process, and, and you know, he's kind of a mature person when you talk to him. He just seems like he's older than than what is he, he an is. Old soul. Yeah, I would say kind of like Isaiah, like the Thompson, like PJ Thompson was always that way. I think Isaiah is that way uh, as well. So Brian McIntosh was that way. You talk to him, and they're like they're like they're already coaches who have been doing it for a long time. But uh, but I thought this year especially he was he was really dominant as a as a player, and his shooting percentage from three went up to almost forty percent. And you know, really, you know, it's always tough in that sectional ten. You feel like. Well, what what they do? They didn't go, but they you know it's tough to get out of that sectional. And, and you know, eighteen and six, they won the city again, uh, about twenty four points a game, and, and like I said, almost forty percent from three. So, another great year for Franklin. And, and speaking of that, you know, we the Indian All Star team, you know, we haven't talked since the uh, since the All Star team came out. Uh, of course, all four of those guys who are up for Mister Basketball are on the team, and I thought they did a did a good job. I, I did get some some uh feedback or you know some reaction uh when they announced the team um the folks in fort wayne folks in fort wayne were happy you know sydney curry and uh and frankie davidson davidson played on the blackhawk christian team that won uh 1a and i thought he had a good he going to und really good player uh thought he had a legitimate case to make the team and i thought curry is definitely one of the top 10 you know talent wise players but he also transferred in from you know went to a non-hsa school for a couple of years and came back so there's always maybe some of that that uh, goes into it as well uh but but uh, i thought those two you know had a legit argument but I, again i'm not sure you know who you leave off you know because that's always the that's always the thing is you know who do you leave off this team if you're going to add those guys and you know i thought they came up with a pretty good a pretty good group mike broughton i think when i looked at the team i, I was like well that 
you know, all those guys on the list seem to make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I, I said, uh, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, uh, one of my favorite players to watch this year uh, was Alex Hemingway from mm-hmm. Castle. Uh, and I know Greg Doyle went to go cover the uh, the All-Star game, the North-South All-Star game, or All-Star Classic at Martinsville uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, he obviously came away really impressed with what he saw from Trace Jackson Davis. I think it was a dunk fest. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's All-Star game defense isn't much. But he said the second most uh, impressive player there to him was Alex Hemingway. Yeah. And I watch him play, and I see Scott Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people say that's not a proper comparison. I, I, I think it is, and I think in three years we'll be watching the NCAA tournament or the ACC tournament, and people are going to go, how the heck did Alex Hemingway get out of the state of Indiana? You yeah. know, a shooter like that, a player like that. Obviously, Brad Burnell has connections to the state, mm-hmm. um, so there was, a, there was some Clemson, you know, an intrigue there. Um, but, no, these, the, uh, the Indiana All-Stars look great. Um, you got Jalen Windham, who still doesn't know where he's going to college yet. Jake LaRavia, who just committed to Indiana State mm-hmm. um, after being a, an SIU-E commit. Um, with the coaching change there. So it's just loaded with talent, loaded yeah. with talent. And speaking of Hem- Hemingway, he only had uh, – I think Clemson was about his only high major. I think DePaul, you know, if you want to call – it hasn't really been a high major program here recently. But um, Come on, but, they were in the finals of the CBI. Were they? Yeah. I lost track of the CBI yeah. last year. My, uh, the guy – I was the officiant at his wedding, my buddy. Uh, he actually handed off the trophy to the winners of the CBI, the South Florida Bulls, one at DePaul. Just an now, aside. Now, what kind of job do you have to have to be the guy? He works who, for like some sort of hedge fund. Okay. Um, and I think they were like the sponsors of it. Okay. So he, I guess he won the like the office lotto to who got to <laughs> hand it out because he's he's a nobody. He'll admit that he's a nobody. Uh, he was a groomsman in my wedding. I was his officiant, but he got to hand off the trophy. Hey, that's something. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was something. I took a picture and everything. <laughs> he says, make sure you watch uh, ESPN two. I'm about to be on TV, and then the moment the game's over, they cut away. So wow. <laughs> Thanks. Like, yeah. He missed his moment. He did miss his moment. But yeah, Hemingway, he he shot forty eight percent from the three point line. No, it's ridiculous as a, as a senior. He, it, I mean, that's, sometimes that, the net doesn't move yeah. when he hits those shots. It's really really impressive. Yeah, I had a chance to see him uh, with Indiana Elite last summer, and I was really impressed uh, with him as a as a player. Um, you know, really good athlete. You know, and you know that gets lost. I think sometimes when these guys are such great shooters, but but man, he's a, he's a, he's going to be a good player. Uh, I think for Clemson, you know, going into next season, and, and like you said, you kind of sometimes you forget about these guys. All of a sudden, they pop up, and uh, they're playing the NCAA tournament, and and uh, you know, a lot of times those Indiana guys, you know, obviously can shoot really well, but um, just know how to play the game when they get to college. And that's a credit to the the coaching they have here. But you mentioned the uh, hold on, can I can I yeah go ahead. There's something that really interests me this year is the in-state recruiting. You look at Purdue's class, all in-state. It's Brandon Newman, Isaiah Thompson, and Mason Gillis. You look at IU's class right now, it's all in state. It's Trace Jackson Davis, it's Armand Franklin. You look at Ball State's, Lucas Croft, Luke Bumbelow. You look at Indiana State's, Kobe Barnes, an Indiana mm-hmm. All-Star. Jake LaRavia, an Indiana All-Star. Jared Hankins, a player who could have been an Indiana All-Star. Heck, look at UIndy's recruiting class. UIndy's recruiting class is great, and they just landed Josh Bryan as well from Delta. Yeah. Um, who's a really good player. But they have Jesse Bingham, Frankie Davidson, who you said could have been an Indiana All-Star. So... The state this year, these state's best players are staying in state. Um, still, Notre Dame doesn't recruit the state, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. But I mean, if you look at some of the players who are staying in state, it's ridiculous. And it's almost they've they've almost been all Indiana recruiting classes for the local schools, which they is have. 
pretty rare these days. That, that maybe speaks to the depth of this class, I guess, the senior class, the uh, 2019 class. One of the better classes I've, I've covered just as far as the, the number of the number of you know Division One and, and good Division Two players, too. And I didn't mention John Michael Malloy, who's staying John at Butler. John Michael Malloy, Butler, yeah. true, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of, you know, even if you go beyond the Indian All-Star team, like you said, there's a lot of guys in this class. And I think, uh, you know, in a different – scenario you know Jared Hankins may have been on the team instead of Wyndham you know if they make a run because I think for that position maybe you only take one of those guys or you know Laravia probably played his way in with the season he had so uh, Hankins is another guy I I consider him an all-star even though he didn't make the team he's that type of a player I think he's going to be really good I think Indiana State you know to me is has really cleaned up in this class with those three guys I mean those are those are those are really good players and, and I follow the Valley, having gone to a Missouri Valley school. You, you know, want to tell them where you went? You want Missouri to, State. Do you want to there brag he, about Jackie Styles? Yeah, Jackie Styles didn't get the Missouri State women's coaching job though, which I found interesting. After uh, we can go deeper into Missouri State's no, women's basketball program don't. if you want. We but, don't. Need to. Uh, but yeah, I, so I think all three of those guys at the Valley level are going to be difference makers, you know, and, and especially the Ravio. You know, we talked about his. Um, you know, his recruitment opened back up from SIU Edwardsville. And, you know, just the day he committed, actually, you know, I'd heard that Purdue, you know, was interested. They were kind of waiting to see some other things happen. And and he was at Indiana State and found what he wanted. Those so, jerseys. He found those, those jerseys. jerseys. He found those jerseys in those a box. Those jerseys are just amazing. They are. I, I don't wear jerseys because I'm, you know, 36 and you shouldn't wear jerseys past the age of <laughs> 20, 22. Is that the cutoff? Uh, that's pretty much the cutoff. Yeah, if you if you're like too old to like be cool at Coachella, don't wear don't wear a jersey anymore. I think once you get you know maybe up to like fifty five or sixty, you can start wearing them again. Because then but then you got to tuck in the then you got to tuck it in. Yeah, yeah, you got to tuck it in at fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that at some point. Uh, but, but Jalen Windham is a player that's back on the market, uh, an Indiana All Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to update us on uh, where he's at? Yeah, just had been uh, talking with him throughout this process, and and, uh, he's at Creighton today, uh, which today's Monday uh, through Wednesday. So we'll see, you know, if, if, you know, sometimes like Laravia was on the visit when he committed to Indiana State, uh, you know, sometimes that happens. Cole Brevard, you know, he was talking about football, but he was at Penn State when he committed. So sometimes you see that happen where, you know, maybe they figure, why not? I'm here. And if you go to the Creighton Creighton Arena, we'll sell you. I yeah. mean that is Creighton's as, big time. I as mean, as far as college arenas go, yeah. Creighton's is up there, just about with almost the best of them. Yeah, their fan base is great. They've had a good, obviously had a good run. You know, we've got Doug McDermott here and playing for the Pacers now, and and he he kind of took that program to a whole another level with his dad coaching there. So, um, I'm sure Wyndham will be impressed. You know, with what he sees there. You know, it just depends on. You know what else he has on the you know on the table, and IU has shown some interest in him. Um, you know we'll kind of see if that transpire if that goes any further. But you know I think it'd be hard to turn down Creighton if he's out there and really likes what he sees there. And again, you're you know somewhat far from home, but you're playing the Big East, which you're coming back this way quite a bit too, and you're on TV a lot and all that. So um, was Kevin Easley? Did he visit Creighton as part of his? Transfer. Easily did not. He went yeah, there to was another area player that visited Creighton besides Wyndham, I think. Yeah, there was. Oh, Bryce Moore. Bryce, Bryce Moore. Okay. Bryce Moore, who committed to um, 
Gosh, where did he just commit to? Oh, Xavier. Xavier. He was he visited Xavier and had a previous connection because of Blewett, his old high school teammate. But that's a really good pickup for Xavier too. I, he's a, he's a guy, good defense, great defensive guard, and then his shooting has really improved too. Let's see if Paul Scruggs returns. I know he entered yeah. his name in the draft, but everyone I entered my name in the draft this year, so we'll see <laughs> what happens. But uh, no, that Xavier team could be. Could be a real good team next year. Yeah, and and, and Bryce Moore always just super uh, strong guard, even when he was in high school. But uh, he's coming off a knee injury, but he's you know that happened uh, almost more than a year ago, so he's recovered from that and and should be able to help right away. But but yeah, Wyndham will be at Creighton, and then you know he's, he's going to look at some other you know if he doesn't commit there or commit after, uh, look at some other uh, possibilities too. But um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of transpiring too. But just to go through real quick, the Indian All Star uh, team: Kobe Barnes, Floyd Central; Jesse Bingham from Warren Central; uh, Ethan Britton Watts from Culver; uh, Bumbleo we mentioned from Newcastle; Franklin from Cathedral; uh, Hemingway from Castle; uh, Jackson Davis from Center Grove; uh, Big Dewan Jones from Ben Davis; Laravia from Lawrence Central. Uh, John Michael Malloy from Carmel, uh, Brandon Newman from Valpo, Isaiah Thompson from Zionsville, and Jalen Wyndham from Ben Davis. And then two honorary members this year, uh, which was a little different. Mason Gillis, who didn't play at all this year with that knee injury uh, from Newcastle, was put on the team. And Ali Ali from East Noble, uh, he's going to Akron to play. I've seen him. He's a really super athletic uh, 6'8 wing. Um, and he was also an honorary member, had shoulder surgery. And uh, they felt like he was kind of a fringe guy, uh, could have made the team if not for the injuries. So they're going to put him on the team as a as an honorary member. So that's a little bit different uh, than what they've done in the past. It's going to uh, cost us more to print more jerseys. It's going to cost more to print more jerseys and more uh, print space uh, to get their names in. But uh, but yeah, so there was some. You know, I, I think people in Fort Wayne were really uh, some were upset uh, about the process. Or I don't even know about the process, but. Um, just, just the, the factions, yeah. just the selections, you know, the selections and they, they, uh, Davidson and Curry didn't make it on the team, but that's going to happen every year. In it's going to happen every there's year. So many and, good, there's so much talent in this state. Yeah. And I think there's been more, you know, if I can't remember offhand, you know, things come to mind, but, but to me, there's been more egregious misses probably than, than, than that, you know, and this was a really good team this year. What's it's the really, worst you've ever seen? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the worst player on the, no, no, the most, the worst of mission. Worst the, omission. The That's a good. I'd have to go back. I'd have to go back and there was one uh, 2012. I know, um, you know, Charlie Hall hadn't seen R.J. Hunter. I don't think he'd mind me saying this. Uh, hadn't seen him much, and I was like, you know, you need to get out and and definitely go see him and just to evaluate you know and and that was a really deep year too 2012 was one of the, oh yeah that's gary the, harris yogi farrell yeah right? one of the deepest teams glenn robinson was on that team um that the baby glenn baby glenn yeah, baby. but he was a stud an absolute stud uh of course he's played in the nba but but yeah so uh i you know you definitely need to see rj hunter he's a little bit off the radar probably um was always just really first skinny. time i ever saw rj hunter was his freshman year it was a game at hinkle uh-huh. And Marcus Teague was their star point guard, and a buddy of mine wanted to go see Marcus Teague to see what the you know what the whole hubbubaloo was about the you know the latest Teague brother. And R.J. Hunter was just standing in the corner with a jersey just falling off him, <laughs> with the skinniest arms you've ever seen, and just jacking up corner threes and just cashing them. Yeah, and we're like, 
who the heck is that kid? Yeah. I like that. And it, when I say his jersey was falling off him, his jersey was literally falling off him. It was he must not have weighed more than 115 no. pounds as a freshman. I think I covered his first high school game when they played North. They used to play North Central the first game every year. So this was probably what 2009, 10 season or somewhere in there. And yeah, he could he could barely even keep the jersey on his body, you know. But uh, and Christian Smith, who played for Pike too, he always, he still laughs when I see him laugh about those old those old days but yeah rj could really he was a good addition for that team and so he's one that i i thought not you know i see more marion county kids or area kids so i you know would would kind of let him know time to time but uh you know there's there's always every year you've got a few guys and i charlie would always uh joke about the all snub team that i put out after the fact and and i think it's you know not to say the the committee doesn't do their job but there there always is a few guys who you know could have been you know in a different scenario uh, Hankins I thought was definitely one you know if they win a few more games I think he's probably on the team um in the postseason but you know some of those spots get taken when a guy like Wyndham goes off in the postseason and and I thought he deserved his spot too so um you know anyway the Indian All-Stars will play uh, that first weekend in June, they're back to a Friday-Saturday format. Uh, last year they were as well. They play the Friday night game uh, down at Louisville at Bellarmine and then come back here on Saturday. And I think that's going to help keep, you know, once they go back to that format, it helps keep the uh, the players. Uh, we had a trouble there for a couple of years where you play the Sunday game in Louisville and guys had to get on to their college and, and go um, you know, make that make that a travel day. So you, you lost out on some kids playing. But I think going back to this will keep – keep them the full week um and and uh kind of keep your your uh attendance your your number of kids on the team with the team throughout the week so and i, I think, think i saw thing. uh the junior senior all-star game uh will be at newcastle at the field house mm-hmm. june 5th so mm-hmm. that's that's always who doesn't like playing at that venue yeah right no that's always a good good time so yeah so looking forward to that and uh we'll have plenty more coverage and, and things on of course mr basketball coming up and then more on the indian all-star team as it gets closer to time uh, to play those games so and just wanted to you know touch on a little bit of football too cole brevard uh from carmel probably the biggest uh in-state prospect in that 2020 class is that uh, literally or physically oh yeah both yeah. i mean he's he's a big dude he's a really uh, a fun loving i wrote a feature about him last year just kind of a fun loving type of kid and um you know old soul yeah i don't know about old soul maybe a young soul the opposite of that but uh but no he's a he's headed to penn state and you know we saw one area guy tommy stevens is going to leave penn state and and now cole brevard's gonna uh you know not this year not this coming year but he is committed to the nittany lions so he said iu and wisconsin were the other two schools that were high on his list so uh, asked him if he's planning on because a lot of times football you commit and that's kind of when the recruitment starts. He just said he doesn't plan on that. Uh, he said he plans on being uh, at Penn State next year or you know the year after. So uh, you, you gotta know. you gotta think Mark Hagan was on him hard at IU. You know, being a Carmel product himself, mm-hmm. coaching the defensive line. Yeah, um, that that was probably why IU finished in the top three for yeah. a prospect like Cole Brevard. And Brevard's teammate Ty Wise is committed to IU. He committed a while back, so. A uh, really good linebacker, uh, Ty Wise, uh, headed to IU. So IU's doing, I mean, it seems like in-state wise, and Purdue has definitely uh, used to be a total non-factor. Hazel know. couldn't find high schools <laughs> even with GPS. He couldn't find Indiana high schools with GPS. That's how Daryl Hazel treated Indiana high school football. Uh, I, he had to be from Texas. I heard some stories that of places they didn't even know existed that are yeah. very good football programs. So it's it's definitely turned – 
uh, clearly, you know, you get a guy like, you know, David Bell uh, going to Purdue. Uh, Gus Hartwig from Zinesville is going to Purdue. Uh, he's he's high up in that 2020 class. So uh, good things happening, I think, not only for basketball, but for football as far as in-state recruitment goes. Uh, one that did, Nathaniel James, he also just committed, uh, brother of Samson James, to Washington State. That's pretty far away. Pretty far away, but pretty he away. went on an official visit, and uh, Mark Bless said he really liked his visit. And uh you know, committed there while he was out there. So uh, we'll see if that one sticks. I mean, we'll see he, if Mike Leach sticks. We'll see if Mike Leach sticks. Yeah. Uh, you, you never know. Football recruiting is different than basketball. A lot of times in basketball, you commit and that's the end of the end of the deal. Unless your coach gets fired. Yeah, and then it reopens and you have that opportunity. But football seems like you know you commit and then it really <laughs> and then you start getting bigger offers and things like that. So. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. I have no reason to doubt he's not going to go to Washington State, but it's just it's worth watching. Uh, also talked to David Baker a little bit from Cecina, and he's he visited IU for the spring game. Uh, also visited Iowa this past weekend, uh, so he's a he's he's a really good receiver for Cecina. Good size, good speed. He's got some some really good offers, but I think IU is is pretty heavily in the mix. Purdue has offered him as well. Uh, so it'd be interesting to watch some of these guys, you know, as, as things transpire. I think Charlie Spiegel will be another guy to watch, you know, to see where that goes. Uh, running back for New Pal, he just scored a touchdown. Just scored. He's going to score. Just scored a touchdown. He right might now. score a hundred touchdowns this year. And just uh, look out for for Charlie. But uh, New Pal is going to be uh, Kyle King. Their defensive end is a. Real, he's got a lot of offers, and Ohio State schools like that are even calling about him. So. Uh, he'll be a guy to watch uh, throughout the summer too. As I think he's really going to ramp up as far as his interest goes. And Maxon Hook is another one too for New Pal, who's a another Division One uh, player. So they've got some serious athletes. This might be their best team, uh, for, or maybe their most talented team that they've had there, which is scary. So yeah, sorry, Class Five A. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be rough at least for this year. But and then we'll see what happens the following year. But uh, but anyway, that's that's a. Uh, kind of where things stand on on some of those football recruits and uh and had quite a bit on basketball too anything else you know piquing your interest right now in, in the high school sports world uh you're sitting down with uh bobby cox i should say commissioner bobby yeah. cox so be on the lookout for that at indystar.com i'm sure he's gonna just hand over the keys to you and say kyle if you were commissioner for a day what would you do <laughs> right yeah i think the yeah Probably not that exact uh, statement, but maybe something similar. <laughs> but no, he's gonna. We're gonna talk about some of the proposals coming up next week. Um, you know, I try to do this every once in a while with him. You know, these proposals. Some are interesting, but have no chance of of actually passing. I know the tradition factor, their success factor. I always call it the the ter- tournament success factor. Uh, will have just a slight tweak, and this will m- probably happen. Um, that will make it it's going to lower the threshold just slightly so that teams, if you have a certain amount of success, you're going to stay up a class instead of bouncing back down. I think that'll be a good, a good change. And then quite a bit of other things. So yeah, check out indystar.com. A big one is they're getting rid of class basketball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, not, not quite. Uh, but we'll have more there. There are quite a few interesting things as far as that goes, I think on the, on the docket. So we'll talk more about that later in the week. And then, have a feature coming to on Wednesday on Avery Short uh, from Southport and uh, Phil Webster, the coach there now, and he's he's always uh, had a had a really fun chat with him. The former Decatur Central coach, and uh, he's seventy seven years old, and and uh, said he can't hit fly balls much anymore, but but he's he's still got the spirit of a of a much younger uh, coach. So it was good to catch up with him and Avery 
last week, and we'll have a story coming here soon on on him. So he'll be potentially a second round pick. They're saying so another really good. Had Nick Schnell last year and and Avery Short this year. Have some really good baseball players around here. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, Kyle. Thank you, thank you. Oh, no problem, no problem. I'm just trying to keep keep my head up. You know, this Passover stuff. I can't eat anything that's worth a darn. Is that true? Yeah, you got to eat matzah all week. It's oh, freaking wow. terrible. I've, I'm stuffed on Easter candy. Yeah, enjoy that candy. <laughs> I have to have salami on matzah. It's dry as hell. Oh boy. Yeah, it's brutal. Well, I have no problem with that. I'm I'm eating good. So um, yeah, no Easter kills Passover. Yeah. Yeah, you guys already won Hanukkah versus Christmas. Now you're <laughs> killing us in Easter versus Passover. <laughs> but anyway, we'll uh, do this again, uh, I'm sure, soon. But uh, we're signing off here. Uh, Kyle Nenrup again from the Indy Star, uh, joined by Matt Glenesk. Uh, thanks again for coming on. No problem.